Join us every Friday for encouragement, freedom, and biblical truth. Grab your coffee or grab your tea. It's going to be a good one. Hey everyone, Kim here. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is going to be, as always, an amazing episode. We have back on Chris Milton. We are going to take time out today to dissect a message so you can see that I am not the only one who feels a certain type of way about none other than Pastor Greg Locke. So does Greg Locke actually preach the Word of God? When you think of pastors that you watch, whether it be Dr. Andy Woods or Dr. J.B. Hickson or Tom Hughes or other people on those lines who are sound biblical teachers, Yankee Arnold, even who has since moved on to glory, Dave Hunt. When you hear pastors like this, both present and past, do you see the same things happening with Greg Locke? So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to dissect one of his messages now since he's in this whole charismatic movement. But before I do that, I want to introduce this week's mug. Right. So I found this mug, of course, very fitting. Uh, And I hope you like it as much as I do. So this is what it says. I am not arguing. I'm just explaining why I am right. (laughs) I love it. So in here, I have not coffee or tea, but I have Celsius. And then I've got my agua sitting right there. So anyway, without further ado, let us welcome back to Life Clips, Chris Milton. And also, don't forget, you need to head on over to Last Hour Bereans YouTube channel, hit the little subscribe button and watch their amazing podcast content over there. And they're also on Rumble. So make sure it's all one word on Rumble. Make sure you head over to their Rumble channel, Last Hour Berean. Remember, guys, we have to support one another. And most importantly, is YouTube going to be around when we are raptured and the tribulation happens? Because free speech is certainly not going to be around. Anyway, let's dive in to this week's episode. Kick the fuck. Oh, okay, let's see. Got it. Got it. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Well, they say let's kick the tires and light the fires. That's from yes, Independence Day. Yeah. Oh, poor Will Smith. <clears throat> yeah, I don't okay. think so. He's not poor. Yeah, no. He just he just uh his wife gave him the side eye and then he went <laughs> postal. And slapped a homie. Yeah, right? If I was Chris Rock, I wouldn't have behaved in that manner. No, me either. No, I can't even. I'd have to lay hands on him, you know, lay hands. So would I. I'd be like, let's pray. (laughs) You'll be slain in the spirit. All right. It's going to be a knockdown. Talk about deliverance ministry. (laughs) 
I was just casting out the demon, y'all. Like that, you snorted. <laughs> I love when you do that on my program because I, that's a blooper, man. That's a blooper. I do that. I know. Okay. Serials. <clears throat> We're serials. That's right. We Christians don't have fun. We don't. Absolutely. We don't. We're very boring creatures. Uh, there are some Christians that when they get saved, they're the most depressed. Like, yes, uh, I love the Lord. God changed my life. Look at the joy I'm of like, the Lord in my face. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I was wild as a heathen. I'm going to be wild for Jesus, too. Okay. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Kim here with Chris. Whatever side you're on. You want to say hey to everyone here, LCP? How you guys doing, LCP family? Glad to be on again. Yes. So in case no one knows who you are, um, let's just give us a brief intro of who you are. I am the co-founder of The Last Hour Bereans with uh, Brother Fred Henricks. I was saved in 2002. Uh, the Lord brought me into uh, Bible prophecy and uh, studying it and teaching it. And uh, here I am today uh, with the small ministry that God has given me. Amen. So uh, as I said in the intro, and I'll say it again, make sure you head on over to their YouTube channel. The link will be right here above me and also in the show notes and then also on their Rumble channel, because one day YouTube may not be around. They're also on um, the actual just podcast with no video. And which platforms are you on, Chris? And all available platforms, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podvine, all of them. Um, yeah, whatever you listen to, just search up Last Arborians and we should pop up. So Rumble is one word. YouTube is not. Is your podcast one word or space between yeah, Last the, Hour Bereans? Yeah, um, it's it's one word. So you can just one type word. in Last Hour Bereans. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So today we are diving in to an amazing message by none other than false teacher. I'm not even going to call him the P word, Greg Locke. So this is going to be a pretty, I'm going to say a long episode because we are going to dive through the message, um, kind of keep it in context of what he's saying. But before Greg starts this, I did do a little bit of research and I don't know if you are aware, maybe you've heard of this, Chris, it's called the Book of Renunciation that Deliverance Ministries use. So you'll notice in the beginning of this video. I it what caught my attention is Greg had so I thought it was just like a notebook that he wrote in, but then he starts that prayer. I'm sure you heard it or this renunciation thing, and I'm like, what is that? So I started googling it, and come to find out, Deliverance Ministries are big on that. And let's take a look and see something here. So what you see here on the screen is basically another Deliverance type thing that is red. I found this online. And now let's compare it to what Greg Locke says when the message begins. And I also want to ask you in the comment section, if you find a prayer of deliverance like this in the Bible, leave it in the comment section. All right. So there we go. That's what deliverance ministries use. But we are going to dive in to this episode. I am not really going to talk much. It's going to be Chris. Uh, He'll interrupt while it's playing, but it's going to be on the screen. We'll be right there in the corner. And uh, we're just going to go ahead and set this up right here and uh, get the ball rolling. So as always, I showed this in the beginning, but anyway, grab your coffee. I think you have your coffee with you too today. Let's show off your mug. Last our brains. <laughs> okay. And where can they purchase that? 
at our T public store. Uh, I'll give you the link and you could probably put it in the uh, description box there. Perfect. See, the last time we recorded, I noticed you drank and I had to edit it to something fancy. But now I know you have that mug because that's what we do. You know, we got to get Kim that mug too, because, you know, Set it's right part of the uh, LHB family as well. Yes, that's what we have to do. I'm trying to make my home studio studio. <laughs> okay, listen, we can babble all day long. I think that's what happens with brothers and sisters in the Lord, but we are going to dive into Mr. Locke. So anyway, let me get my screen set up and <laughs> yeah, grab your coffee, not another beverage. I know we probably want to drink and be intoxicated <laughs> listening to him, but well, you know, we can't really do that. So <laughs> go ahead and get him ready. Drunk in the spirit. I'm going to take you a couple of places tonight in our journey, not necessarily you having to be there. Probably uh, the main text that we're going to take is going to be in Galatians, the fifth chapter. I'll give you some other verses that you can jot down just for memory and for notation's sake. and Perhaps they'll come up on the screen, but I'm going to very purposely take my time tonight. This is not going to be exhaustive in any way. There is no way that I can be exhaustive on the subject of exposing witchcraft in the church. And I say church, capital C, the body of Christ. There's no way in one 35 or 40 minute message, there's no way in a 10 hour message that I would be able to give you everything in a way that would be satisfactory and answer everyone's questions. But The longer our church has been in the throes of deliverance ministry, the more I begin to realize that one of the number one spirits, one of the number one demons, one of the number one spiritual attacks, and one of the number one upper hands of the enemy is the level of witchcraft that has crept into the body of Christ in America and around the world. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Now, I'm going to pray, but I want to preface it by saying this. You must tonight get out of your mind that witchcraft is something that happens in some tribal jungle in a third-rate nation that you've never heard of that National Geographic is afraid to talk anything about. Witchcraft is as much alive, if not more, in the American church as it is in any tribe in the Amazon. Hmm. It's alive and well, but I'm in going to develop it tonight perhaps in a way that goes a little bit a long way around the barn and give you a real deep understanding of the fleshly work of witchcraft, control, and manipulation and all these things that go together. So I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask the Lord to bless our time, and then I'm going to take my time, and we're going to preach a little bit tonight. Amen? We're going to teach through the Scriptures, and uh, I want to remind you that I love everybody in the room, and I love everybody online. When I walk up those steps and I come behind what the old timers called the sacred desk and I turn on the microphone, I'm not preaching for my friends. I'm going to hurt some feelings tonight. You might as well go ahead and buckle in and get ready for that. But I warned you on Facebook for you got here. And so I'm going to say some things tonight. It's going to ruffle some people, but you need to get ruffled. Witchcraft is prevalent in the church. Witchcraft is prevalent in your marriage. Witchcraft is prevalent with your kids. Witchcraft is prevalent in the media. It is prevalent in the White House. But I'm here to tell you, it's not a White House problem. It's a God's house problem because judgment must begin at God's house. So tonight, we're going to settle in. We're going to chat. We're going to study. 
We're going to get some freedom in Jesus. Amen? Who are you talking to? What the... Does this have to do with anything? Tell me what's happening! Father in heaven, I come to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus, that miraculous name, the all-prevailing, all-powerful name above every name. And I come to you right now and I ask, Father, that you would bless as only you can. That you would move tonight as only you can. That you would do what Greg Locke cannot do. Holy Ghost, help me tonight as I teach the Bible. Lord, I'm not so naive as to think that the enemy is not about to stir some people up, both in-house and online, and get people to be distracted and not pay any attention to what's being said. And so I pray that phones wouldn't go off. I pray that people's hearts would be soaking and absorbing the relevant truth that I'm going to propagate from the Word of God tonight. Mm, Yeah, no. Lord, I also want to, as we would normally do in a service tonight, in the name of Jesus, this is his eviction paper, and spirit of witchcraft, you coming out of this place tonight, there is no doubt. You don't get to linger around in our homes, in our marriages, with our kids, in this church, on this platform, in those chairs, you coming out. You coming out in the house, and you coming out online. You coming all the way up and all the way out. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke you. The God of Israel rebukes you. The blood testifies against you, witchcraft. All divination tonight is coming out in the name of Jesus. We're going to expose it. I don't care if it takes me an hour and a half. We're going to talk about it. I'm so scared. So tonight, Father, I pray that you would be honored. The devil would be kicked in the teeth. And God's people would be free. And... And I didn't know the devil had teeth. Okay, let's continue. Sorry. (laughs) For the witch that's in the house tonight, redemption would flow. Because I know you here. And the blood testifies against you. And tonight, you better repent and get saved by God's grace. For you bust hell wide open. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. You showed up tonight to cast some spells. But I'm casting the name of Jesus back at you. Because I'm here to tell you, no hexing, vexing. Psychic prayer and incantation gonna work. Right. Ain't gonna work in this house. It's gonna bounce plumb off. So, Lord, we just set the record straight in Jesus' name. Shout amen. No. I know you're here. Don't move wrong. I'll pass. This past Sunday evening in our deliverance service, Jesse and some others came to me, and we always find occultic paraphernalia around the tent. People take little tarot cards, the spirit of Santeria and things like that, and they slip them under the chips. I think we'd be shocked at what's under these chips. I ain't going to dig them up because at the end of the day, that mess ain't got no curse on our church, praise God. We cast it back and say, return to sender in the name of the Lord Jesus. But it's amazing how many people try to stop what we're doing. You know why they try to stop what we're doing? Because we know that there's power in the name of Jesus, and they know that there's power in the name of Jesus. And when we throw our stick down, all right, just real quick. Only God can bless or curse. Man can't curse anything. Satan can't curse anything. Blessings and cursings come from God. It was God that cursed the ground for Adam's sake. He's the one that uh, is giving the permission for either blessing or cursing. Just a side note. Down, it becomes a serpent. When they throw their stick down, it becomes a serpent because the devil still has some power, but we serve a God's got all power. Amen, church. And so they think they've got a little divination sorcery. They think they've got a little witchcraft power going on. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus is greater than the devil. The devil is defeated. And you better change sides because if you don't, you and the devil are both going to go to hell because the devil's mad because he's already going whether you go or not. 
Is that why he's always angry too? For the book of Galatians tonight in chapter 5. And I'm just going to preach a little bit. Just going to talk a little bit. Just going to chit chat a little bit. If you find Galatians 5, say amen. Then I either want you to lay your Bible beside you. Or I want you to pick it up. But I want you to stand up for a minute. Things about to get real Sunday night around here. That's the book he's holding, Renunciation. Ah, okay. I ain't going to preach on witchcraft without getting y'all to renounce witchcraft. Well, that's some of the occult paraphernalia. I can't deliver about. you from a curse that you like cozying up to. Amen, Christ. God would deliver you from your enemies, but he's under no obligation to deliver you from your friends. And if demons and spirits and witchcraft is your friends, don't ask God to deliver you from it because you ain't going to get delivered from it. But tonight, we're going to renounce some witchcraft. Everybody okay? We're going to renounce it. Now, I ain't going to pay attention to who does, and I ain't going to pay attention to who don't. But God is, and the devil is. So you ain't going to get no help if you don't renounce it, and you're going to get a whole lot worse if you don't renounce it, because the devil's going to say, mm-hmm, I got that one by the spirit of divination. And when you casually let divination in, it'll ruin everything about you and your life, your marriage, this church, and everything about you will be under a curse. And if you don't believe that, you be bopped under the wrong tent tonight. So I'm not going through this whole book. We, we do 15, 20 minutes of renunciation on Sunday night. If you've never been to a delivered service, you ought to show up. This may just turn into one. I feel something up in this house. He loves talking about himself, I don't care he? if the camera's wrong or not. <laughs> All right. Before I preach on witchcraft, here's what I want you to say. I renounce every form of witchcraft. All sorcery. All divination. And all occult involvement, known or unknown, in the name of Jesus, I renounce any affiliation with the Catholic Church and all of its idolatry. I refuse to justify paganism, and I release myself and my family. In the name of Jesus, from any generational curse that I have received from any and all false religions, I renounce any connection, known or unknown, that I have to the Masonic Lodge, any secret society oath made by me. Sorry, I'm trying not to laugh, but then I see your re- reaction. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> just for your, if there's someone listening that may not be saved, and they're thinking about salvation, do not listen to this crazy man. Listen, you don't have to renounce all of that. When you come to Christ, that's automatically gone from your life. Okay, He cleans you up. You don't got to keep renouncing every little thing in the world that's ungodly. The, the fact that you repent, which means to change your mind and go to Christ, okay? He cleans you up. He does all of this for you. Okay, remember, it was God who cursed this world, and it was it's God who gives you the blessing of Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus Christ, okay? So you don't have to go through a list of things to renounce. Uh, it's another side note. I will definitely amen you, Chris. I renounce this idiot. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't say that. It's not very godly. 
or by my ancestors is rendered powerless tonight. I lift every curse, sickness, and demon that has resulted from the evil of Freemasonry. Sorry. Did you want to sip or you thought you were going to spit it out? I was going to spit it <laughs> I'm sorry, man. We can go ahead and allow you to that, take that, a that, sip. That came That's... out of the... Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, yes, this is what happens when real Bible believers listen to this man. This is hard. You want to... It only gets better. Okay. So, we're hearing godliness, though, right? We're hearing a godly pastor. Are you feeling that right now? Right. I see the joy of the Lord all over his face. Uh, yeah. You know. <clears throat> He's a special creature. The angel of the Lord is with him. Mm. You know, I'm going to have to put that picture up. That's right. You guys will see here what he's talking about. The wings. For those listening to the podcast, Pastor Greg Locke posted on July 26th. It's no secret that our services are packed with people week after week that are more than willing to worship under a blistering hot tent. It's beautiful to behold. The platform gets really hot. I sweat a lot. This past Sunday, I was literally preaching an entire sermon on the protective army of angels that surround God's people. I turned around and at one point to reference something on the LED wall. When I did, someone captured this photo off of a live stream, a simple reminder from the Lord that his word will not return void. Greg now has angels wings. I wish he would fly away. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, this evil power is broken and cannot continue to attack me or my family. In the name of Jesus, I release myself from every evil inheritance that I have received from my father and my mother by the power of the blood of Jesus. Real quick, real quick. And in the authority of the name of Jesus. I was just having a headache. I promise I wasn't going to do this, but it's okay. Listen, if you can release yourself, then why do you need Jesus? Uh, Just a question. That's all. Go ahead. That's a great question. That was a great question. He's uh, breaking generational curses. Yeah. Remember, that's when my mom went to Benny Hinn. Got slain in the spirit. She got knocked out. Generational curses be following you. Yeah, she got knocked out by the Henny juice. Okay, here we go. (laughs) I break off, bind, cancel, and destroy every curse over me and my family, I declare that it no longer has any power over me. I rebuke it and I renounce it in the name of Jesus. The curses and all demons attached to these curses must leave me now in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm going to interrupt that real quick and just say something. Mind you, Chris, he does this apparently on every single deliverance service that he has. Right. So my question to one who goes to Global Vision or to you, Mm -hmm. Greg Locke, is this. Why do you have all this demonic activity in your church? 
Right. If you can do this and renounce it week after week, clearly your system's not working, Greg. Yeah. I was thinking of the same thing because number one, <laughs> if you're binding these devils, which we cannot do, only Christ can bind, um, then how do they keep getting loose? You know, and, and and not only that, if I'm a demon and I'm possessing somebody, okay. The last place I'm going to take my vessel is to a person who could cast me out. But yet, in his ministry, quote-unquote ministry, he has a gang of demons just lining up to perform this, this, this act of deliverance. Well, you know, Satan is not divided against himself, the Bible says. Mm-hmm. So if, if demons are lining up for you to do your little trickery, that means you guys are on the same team. Okay? You guys are on the same team, Greg Luck. That's all I got to say. Amen. Command every evil spirit of witchcraft to come all the way up, all the way out, and leave me now by the power of the blood of Jesus and through the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Boy, that escalated quickly. Just thought we'd go ahead and set the tone. So if there's any spirit of witchcraft, you might as well just go ahead and come all the way up and all the way out. So before I start talking about the cult, here's what I'm going to say. If we got any spirits in this room tonight connected to the occult, right this moment you leave this room, and right this moment you come up and you get out. I want every spirit right now connected to a fortune teller, connected to a tarot card, or connected to a psychic reading to leave these people right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit and demon that's ever attached to anybody because of a Ouija board right now. How many of you, when you were a kid, you played a Ouija board. Stick your head high in the air right now. Yeah, look at them hands right there. I want you to say, I renounce the power of the Ouija board in Jesus' name. So I'm going to tell you right now, people all over the country get something called the demon of Zozo. And I say right now, by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ, spirit of Zozo, you got to come up and out. And you got to lead these people. Every spirit that's ever come from a Ouija board, every spirit that's ever come from watching movies like The Exorcist. How many have seen it? Put your hand up. Put your hand up. There was a chick named Linda. Okay. Um, I'm going to say this as nicely as I can. He's like a cartoon character on speed, bro. This, this guy talks a million miles a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's talking about anybody involved in the occult needs to get up and leave. I'm waiting for him to leave the stage. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, that's me being sarcastic. My bad. So, um, I have, honestly, I've never watched Poltergeist or The Exorcist, but if you have, are you renouncing that now? I don't know. Have you? Listen, I watched the Poltergeist and The Exorcist. I watched oh, no. a whole bunch of horror movies. Does that oh, mean no. that the blood of <clears throat> Jesus Christ uh, didn't cleanse me? It, it, by the way, can a movie even send you to hell? No. It's, it's your rebellion of the gospel. It, <laughs> your rebellion of Christ that uh, sends you to hell. Uh, it, Oh boy, this this guy. I think my IQ just dropped. Like, yeah, it plum this. dropped, didn't it? It plum yeah. dropped. It plum yeah. dropped over there around the barn. That's what happened. It plum dropped around that barn, Chris. Oh, that's what wow. it did. I Come know. This Listen, guy is unique. Um, Freddy Krueger, right? I even did Candyman three times in the mirror. Well, I didn't uh-huh. get to the third. Let, let me be real on that. Like, I did Candyman, <laughs> Candyman. And I said, screw this. I'm white and right. I don't get involved in this nonsense. So I left. <laughs> Can I say screw that? Well, I don't know. But anyway, hey. 
Hey, Paul said dung in the Bible numerous times, and that's the equivalent of what we would, you know, say today, but differently, you know. Zee poop. Zee poop. He's zee poopy. So, yeah, no. So I haven't renounced all of that. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I should be renouncing alongside the sinner's prayer that's not in the Bible either. Well, look, on a serious note here. Okay. If you are relying on renouncing X, Y, and Z, you're not relying on Christ. You're relying on your efforts to renounce things. And you, by renouncing, you feel you've gained some kind of favor with God that, okay, God's going to see that I renounced this thing, so now I'm going to go to heaven. No, man. The, the, again, the thief on the cross, he didn't say any of this. He just said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Mm-hmm. And Jesus didn't say, well, listen, man. First, I'm going to get you down from here. Then you got to go to the nearest river, get baptized. Come back up here. Got to get renailed, though. You got to get renailed. All right. Then you got to confess every sin that you've ever done since you were a child. You got to break some generational curses, too, because, you know, we got to jump through all these hoops before I could do anything for you. All right. And then maybe, maybe if you don't lose your salvation, maybe you'll get in. No, Christ said, This day you will be with me in paradise. Period. He didn't he didn't do what Greg Locke's doing. Greg Locke's putting chains around people, right? Mm. Don't do this, don't do this. Witchcraft in your marriage. He's talking about marriage? This guy? <laughs> Talk about the pot calling the kettle black, man. He's you know? the expert. He's the expert on, on marriages, apparently. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. It's Sorry. so hard. Like I get critiqued by people when I want to amen you or mm-hmm. But people, I guess, don't like the fact that I interrupt. So I'm mm-hmm. oh, mine, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so difficult for me. You're telling an Italian, Mexican, New Yorker not to interrupt. I just it's I painful. And I'm tough. trying. All my listeners are trying. Blair, did you know they used a real name of a demon that exercised out of that girl? They didn't make that up. They used the Babylonian wind god by the name of Pazuzu. And we have found in deliverance ministry, and you can laugh all you want to with your reformed theology and you Southern Baptists, but I'm here to tell you, the demon of Pazuzu has infiltrated people's life because they opened themselves up to the occult when they sat down and they watched horror movies. Let's take a quick break. Everyone is podcasting these days. If this is something you want to do or you're already doing it, I would recommend using Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. I currently use the Blue Yeti. Buzzsprout is an extremely user-friendly platform and I could not be happier with their services. There are so many things that this site allows you to do. From your show being listed on every major podcast platform to the audio player that you can use seamlessly on your websites to the detailed analytics of what we, come on guys, the podcasters want to see. Don't lie. I know you look at that too. We want to know who was listening, where they're listening, how long they're listening. There are zero hassles because Buzzsprout provides these tools and more to help promote our podcasts. Fellow podcasters, do we not work hard? Well, I am here to tell you that Buzzsprout works even harder to make our podcasts stream streamlessly. Yes, I know that's not a word. If you want to join a company that already has over 100,000 podcasters, click the link and let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. 
This will get you a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. And in addition, of course, it'll help support our show. Don't delay. Start Buzzsprouting today. How am I going to get out of this? Like the exorcist. And I say tonight, just as I'm getting started, a cult, you ain't got no part in this tent. Come out now in the name of Jesus. Every demon of witchcraft, leave. Every demon of divination, leave. Every spirit of sorcery, come up and out now in Jesus' name. Didn't he just renounce like for five minutes? Why does he have to uh, renounce? Uh, yeah, I'm still waiting on the message. Uh, but, um, you know, look. Renouncing all of these demons and all of these things, you know, I never once heard of a demon jumping out of a television screen into someone's body. I never, I, I've never heard of that. Um, the Bible says for Christians, just so you know, and 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 we're not advocating watching anything. What we're saying is, the Bible says all things are lawful, but not all things are all things are not beneficial. Basically, you have permission. You can watch football. You could play golf. You could uh, play uh, video games. You could watch movies. The discretion is: all right, is this thing going to cause me or tempt me to sin? For instance, pornography. Don't, don't watch that because that's catered for you to sin. But if you're watching a movie, okay, and there's something that you probably don't a Ouija board in there, it's not like you're gonna. Uh, say, hey, I got a great idea. Let me let me go ahead and get a Ouija board just like this movie and let me participate. Listen, I grew up on Superman. Not once did I tie a towel around my neck and jump off the roof thinking I could fly. Okay? <laughs> so just know that all things are lawful for the Christian. You can do all things, but not everything is beneficial. Okay? A lot of, t- a lot of things are just time wasters and not beneficial. So that's what the scripture is saying. But we have no chains on us on not to watch this, not to do this, not to, that's legalistic jargon this guy's talking about. He's putting chains around you, and he himself is not even following the chains that he's putting on on everybody else. Amen. So I do have a funny story. <clears throat> um, I kind of did watch Superman and think I could fly, and this is what I used to do, Chris. So back in the day, they used to call me Bones because I was so skinny. So Bones decided to um, see if she could fly. So I, I climbed up on her chain link fence to, fence to get up to the tree. But um, what I did was, is I grabbed two flat. <laughs> oh, no, I'm scared. I grabbed two flat cooking pans out of the kitchen first. You did not flap size. your arms. I so did. So I went up the tree and I stayed in the air for quite some time. I have to admit, I can't do that now because my weight would bring me down, but I did. So I flapped around in the air out of the tree. My camera got blurry there. Um, That wasn't like a, and I was Superman. I sure was. That's why I chuckled when you said that, because no, this, this drama queen, did take it kind of to the oh wow dream oh wow but you're but again if i didn't have the name bones i probably wouldn't have been able to do that but i did Mm -hmm. okay i'm okay (laughs) now i will say apparently that worked because our partner has vacated the building i don't know who that is our partner 
You don't not throw people out of the church. I did. Correct. I'll rewind it. So apparently I did not know about that. And I need to reach out to my people and find out who he's talking about because I don't know. The only pro- partner that I knew was this pastor that he had who's no longer, he, I guess, had a demon and he's a warlock and Greg kicked him out too. So I'll rewind it for context. Sorry, guys. Now, in Jesus' name. Now, I will say, apparently that worked because our partner has vacated the building. I guess somebody must have got up and left. I I prayed him out. Say that again. I guess somebody in the uh, tent must have got up and walked out or something. I guess. I don't know if that's what he's referring to. So that's how you took it. I don't know. But then, as usual, the crowd goes wild. So is that how you took it? I I don't know how to take it, man. Like, he says his partner just left the building. And I'm thinking, no, Satan is still there with you. So I don't know what partner you're talking about. Yes, I went there. I did. I actually did. And I don't apologize. I'm going to have to put that meme in. Sorry. Do it. I dare you. That's good. Okay. That's why you're on the show. You side with him, I'll throw you out. What did you say? I'm tired of people siding with witches. Look at that whole outline I got tonight. I didn't even get to it. Tired of it. Look, remember when we threw them six witches out and everybody went crazy? And then the two that we threw out a couple of weeks before that had nothing to do with the six. Of course, they went to the news media. We were part of the six. Oh, no, don't value yourself so much, honey. No, you weren't. Okay, so let me just explain and be all transparent. He, Those two, or he's referring to yet again, Brian and Gina Warren. They never went to the media because if that was the case, everybody would have known about them. So he continues to slander them. And just so you know, Brian is an ex-MMA fighter. And uh, Gina, she knows, and she might watch this episode. Uh, she knows I do not agree with her theology, but this is who Greg is talking about here. So he threw out the previous week, Brian and Gina called Brian a warlock, Gina a witch. And then the next week is when he did the six witches, because clearly he's just got witches everywhere in Global Vision. And according to his own mouth, Mount Juliet's full of them. Well, isn't he married to a witch? I'm just saying. I mean, Man, you are on fire. I'm just saying, like, you know, manipulation, uh, rebellion is, you know, all of that. She's a witch, right? Moved in on, you know, someone else's spouse kind of thing. She's right. a Jezebel. Jezebel, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I'm so glad you're here today. So that's who he's referring to here. Let us continue because Chris and I are, I think, on the same wavelength. So I'm glad I'm not on the island all by myself. It's a lovely island. <laughs> so pretty. No, you weren't. But we've had good people in our church end up leaving our church because they can't lose the connection that they have with them. You know why? Because it's a spirit of divination. Now, I'm about to say a few things that's going to make some people super nervous for the next few minutes. It's going to make me nervous. But spirit of nervousness, come out. This guy, this guy right here, I'm sorry, time out. 
it's going to make him nervous? It, what does that even mean? His own preaching is going to make him nervous? Is he going to cast out a demon out of himself pretty soon? Is this going to be like entertainment? I'll get the popcorn. Uh, if, the, if this if this was going to happen, I'm I'm here for it. it because I don't I can't follow this guy. He's like again like the Roadrunner man, it, it just just zipping from one thing to the next and going down rabbit trails and talking about. Okay, all right, go ahead. So then, clearly, you say this is not a biblically sound New Testament kind of bishop, listen, elder. Listen, the, the the false prophets of the Old Testament would be ashamed to be associated with this guy. Okay, <laughs> another good one. Touche. I'm gonna say something, and I, I'm well aware of the fact that we're online right now. Of course, you do. Smile at me, honey. We're good. Thank you. I'm going to get to the three branches of the occult in a minute. It's just 751, so we're okay. Look. A preacher never likes it when people leave church. Any pastor that likes it when people leave the church, you know, then something's wrong with it. Now, there's times the shepherd has to be a real shepherd and make people leave the church. There's a difference in that. But let me just show you what I mean about connections to divination. Get to it. You know somebody I love a lot and still do right now to this day? Alex King. Of which you'll hear what happens to Alex here. But again, I have an inside source. Alex is now back in the church. So I'm going to digress just for a moment, because you may or may not even know this yourself, Chris. Greg Locke, what he did in the past, even when I was a member, is if you come against him, he would kick you out of the church. So Greg liked to counsel people in his church. Why? Because he can get dirt on them. He's kind of like Scientology, but on crack. So he would do his own auditing, and then if something happens, he has that over their head and blah, 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 right? Fill in the gaps. Now, because he's on this charismatic spin, his approach is different. Now he's kicking out witches and warlocks and demons, but 90% of these people have some form of dirt on Greg, and he has to get rid of them. And I can't say what I want to say, but I'll say this, and this is what I'm allowed to say. It's the same principle of this guy, Alex. He was still talking to Gina and Brian. Gina and Brian know things about Greg. They will bring that to the surface. Um, But Greg is a narcissist and a manipulator. So, again, I know we have a lot to go through today, but I wanted people to understand who Greg really is because this is how he manipulates his cult followers i won't even call them congregants and that is what he's doing he wants to know the inside with everyone and then once greg might slip up and say something he has to cover his tracks just like a false teacher so let me continue with lovely greg he's gonna weep you know why alex king's not in our church because you know and he knows he got yoked up with the spirit of divination and destroyed his ministry 
don't know that there's anybody that I put more time, money, and energy into in the last six or eight months than that dear brother. Who will watch this? And I pray repents. Like you should. Because restoration's for the broken. But he's under their spell. And I get on their Telegram page, I see, even when they try to hide it. I don't know how to go around. So you're following witches. Yeah. I'm a social media guru. That's exactly why I had to cut ties with him. So I'm going to tell you something. Nobody's off limits when it comes to witchcraft. It can absolutely, utterly destroy you. And once you let divination in, it'll wreck everything and everybody that you love and come in contact with. Like your marriage. I'm just spitballing with you. But that's a real prime example. By the way, that's a, that's a sore spot for me. It really is. Crocodile tears. I've not spent that much time discipling somebody in a long time. I loved him deeply. Sure you did. And still do. But that wish you love your wife. And that's why he's not here tonight. And that's why, and I tell him, his ministry's under a curse and will go nowhere until he breaks affiliation with divination. Am I making sense tonight? It's sad that people don't pay attention to what the Bible teaches. Exactly. Craft's a horrible thing. You know, the occult is rampant. They're teaching the occult in our schools, left and right. They are teaching Drag queen story hour, gender dysphoria, having satanic Bible clubs. All right, real quick. Acting like it's no big deal. Okay, a lot of false teachers do this, right? They'll they'll highlight the very obvious evils in the world. So that way you're looking over here, just like a magician. Look over here, look over here. But you don't see the subtle ones coming in this way. So... He's talking about overtly evil things that everybody knows as evil, drag queen, hour, all this stuff, homosexuality, all of that. Overtly evil, easy to spot. But then he's a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? So now no one spots him so easily, right? But he's, he's, he's showing an illusion out here like, hey, look at these guys. These guys are really bad. It's kind of like uh, what Satan does. He'll cause a problem, and then he'll come in like the hero with the solution. I believe that's what the Antichrist is going to do. Mm-hmm. All this lawlessness is going to be going on and chaos. And here comes this conservative guy, you know, in a business suit, Mr. Prince Charming. And he he puts order to the mm-hmm. world. But he's the one that caused the disorder in the first place. Mm-hmm. So this is what Greg's doing. Look over here, guys. Look at this evil over here. But don't look at me, though. Don't look at me. Just look over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <All> right, Amen. <laughs> it's a great analogy. Absolutely wonderful analogy. It is. Um, okay, I'm probably gonna forward through some of this stuff. Oh, please in, do. In in a minute. Um, we'll let him babble on here. No pun in, maybe that was pun intended. Babble on. That was good. Here. That was good, Kim. That was good. Mm. Yeah. Thanks. I have my moments. It's the lipstick today. It's giving me a fancy sh- No. Oh, it's man. my Celsius that's making my brain work. Dude, Greg likes the gift that keeps on giving, man. Just like a migraine. And I, you know, again, I'm so was not close to him now, but because I know him, he just, I, 
but I have a righteous anger towards him. I don't have like, of course, I don't want him to go to hell. I want him to right. literally fall upon his face, but I do have a righteous anger. Absolutely. As you should. Yes. Cause I just, you know, you know, when Wait. someone in the world look, looks at this guy and they say, Oh, that's Christianity. I want no part of it. Amen. And that's what, that's what I get. Like if I was lost and this is the only Christian I saw, I mean, that's okay. I'll pass. I don't want this kind of Jesus that's going to let this guy be a pastor and and and, mm. and talk about witches and demons being, you know, and everybody got to renounce a hundred million things before I could get right. No, I don't want that. It's too hard. Amen. You know, and it's too hard. He, what's valid about that is he is not found in the New Testament. I don't remember a message from Paul or Peter or Jude or James or even Jesus. Right. About any of this. No. But that's a valid point. That believe no. me, guys, this is not the right Jesus. No, this is another Jesus altogether. Doctors are saying nothing. Our kids are having a culture of perversity crammed down their throats, shoved in their face. And all we do is nothing. The devil seems to be winning in this nation. Do you know how the churches in Germany were able to withstand the ovens being heated up and six million Jewish people being burned to death. Of which many of the churches were only yards away. He's talking about Catholic churches. All right. And, and notice he doesn't make that distinction. He said many of the churches just kind of like ignored it. No, no. The true believers were not ignoring it at all. It's the Catholic Church who was in league with Hitler, okay, that was going along with it. So, you know, I just want to throw that in there so people are not confused when they hear this man say the churches were involved. That's all. That's why you're on here. That's exactly why you're on here. Loving it. I'm loving it. From the train tracks. Of which thousands and tens of thousands of Jews, men, women, boys, and girls... Hitler had silenced the church. Bunch of cowardly pastors wouldn't stand up to all of his shenanigans and his wicked nonsense. And by the way, let me stop and say this. Here's what people say all the time. Well, if I was back then, this is what I would do. You know what you would have done then? What you're doing now. And for most people, it ain't nothing. He's always on this mighty pedestal. I'm going to forward this. I'm assuming everyone has the grasp of what he's ready to talk about. So let's just, wow, he's even worse watching him in fast. Right. Okay. And by the way, um, I think Galatians chapter five, he only reads one verse and then he pulls that all out of context. We may get to that. We may skip it. I don't know, but here we go. Witchcraft, that's the control branch. You got divination, that's the revelation branch. Then you got sorcery, that's the power branch. Sorcery is where the power's done. That's where you have telekinesis, telepathy. That, that, that's where you have things like a astral projection. You do realize that's real. That's not Smurfs, that's real. That, that, that's not Little Mermaid stuff, that's real. It is real. And somebody's car horn is honking, saying, amen, preacher, amen, preacher, it is real. So please, turn that thing off. But. See, that would be a narcissist right there. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. But only yeah. someone who is not, like, I could not see, again, a biblically sound pastor caring about a crying baby or a horn, but he right. is taking attention away from him. 
Right. And, you know, uh, Jesus said, uh, suffer the little children to come on to me. Right. Like he didn't, he didn't uh, put uh, children in a youth group. He didn't say, go over there and play with the other kids. No, the children were there just with the parents and a car horn shouldn't bother you if you're in the spirit. Right. No external noise should distract you that easily. If you're in the spirit, just saying, just saying, um, but I don't know. I don't know. We fast forwarded just a smidge, but have you heard a gospel message here? Not once. So what is the passage of scripture that says, I'm sure you know it. Um, what is the point of the Bible? Can you let our family know? It's for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It's it's redemption, the story of redemption from Genesis to Revelation. It's all about Jesus. It's all, okay, here it is. The Bible tells us who we are, how we are, how we got here, uh, you know, what happened to us? Why are we in the condition we're in? Why is death in the world? It tells us all of these things and how to fix this. And it's through Jesus Christ. This guy hasn't presented anything resembling pointing to Jesus Christ. Now, one, you know, at least not the true uh, Jesus Christ. Maybe he's talking about another Jesus, but not the one of the Bible. All right. He's pointing to Greg Locke. It's all about Greg Locke is what I'm hearing. So uh, if you guys are listening to this guy or in the part of that tent there, you might want to reconsider. OK, and, and check your own salvation. Uh, you know, see, test yourself to see if you're in the faith, because, listen, the Holy Spirit will guide you in all truth. That's what that's a promise. You know, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you in all truth. And God's word is truth. So if someone's teaching you from the Bible, the written revealed word of God, that's the Holy Spirit. Okay. But if someone is twisting the Bible, which Satan does, you know, all the time, he did it with Jesus and the temptations, right? Uh, if you cast yourself off, doesn't, doesn't the Bible say that, uh, you know, he'll send angels to uh, catch you up lest you dash your foot against a stone? Well, yeah, that's a true passage, but it was used or misused by Satan to tempt Jesus. This guy is taking a bunch of uh, passages out of context, and he's using it to push his narrative, you know, and and, and to uplift himself, it seems like. He, he loves talking about Greg. He does. That's why he doesn't want interruptions of car horns. So the Bible should edify, and what else should the Bible do when you read it? It's uh, for edification. It's edification. Uh, encouragement, okay, um, correction, right? The Bible's for correction. You know, you can't, no, none of us are perfect, right? So when you read, I like that saying, you know, I didn't go through the Bible, the Bible went through me. I didn't read the Bible, the Bible read me, right? And Jesus said, uh, the Bible's like a sharp two-edged sword. A two-edged sword cuts both ways, right? So, and I can't count how many times I've been corrected by the word of God. I, since I got saved, I've been through a lot of false teachings, and I used to believe that you could lose your salvation because I didn't know any better. I used to believe a lot of things, you know? So um, the Bible corrected me, and it's, 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 it's made for correction, reproof, and all of that. So um, Greg Locke is not even, notice, he's not even, he doesn't have a Bible in his hand. He had that little uh, recitation thing that he had there, but he didn't have a Bible in his hand. And I'm waiting to see if he does get a Bible in his hand, if he's going to uh, take the passages out of context or not, because these guys are notorious for that. You know, it's funny, they never take the, the, the passages that, you know, Jesus, I mean, Judas hung himself and then, you know, go and do likewise. Like, 
you know, put those two packages <laughs> together and they, you, you got a whole new thing there, you know, but uh, they're notorious for doing stuff like that. They are. I'm going to get right here in the middle in this little sweet spot. Praise God. Great face right there. Holy. There would be no red light district. They are able to use their body to manipulate so that ultimately they get money so they can dominate. It's the whole point. And by the way, witchcraft is always in line with sexual improprieties. Always. Wherever you find witchcraft, you'll find pornography. You'll find some evil, foul spirits that we can call out on a Sunday night. I'm just... Or, or cheating on your wife. Correct. So he is telling... He literally is now telling me if I was sitting under that tent, that when... And we discussed this before we started recording. So when I was in the throes of this temptation of pornography, still, he's saying I had witchcraft. That's what he just that, said. Right? That's... That he, that's what he's saying. Even though you you have Jesus Christ, he's still saying that uh, mm. basically you're a witch. Mm. So I guess you I guess you you'd be a saved witch or something. I guess. So, I, I could I could have sworn the Bible says that we yeah. still have temptation in this flesh. Yeah. Uh, you know. Mm. Uh, so anyway, I don't know. Maybe 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 God was wrong. I don't know. Yes, I'm confused. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Saying there's a lot of ways that people are manipulated. People are manipulated through money. Like you. Your boss can say things like this. Well, you know, I'd love to give you a raise, but I just don't know if you're really doing things around here the way that I want them done, yada, 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 shmada. And he can use the manipulation of money to intimidate you, to make you think that you're going to lose your job. So at the end of the day, he dominates you and you do exactly what he wants. And you usually end up doing it a whole lot more for a whole lot less. Why? He dominated you through manipulation. It's kind of like a pastor manipulating through fear. You want Correct. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. Mm -hmm. Or a pastor who manipulated his precious wife. wife. And let's that's just call right. him. Let's just call it what it is. It's his wife, Melissa. Yeah. Manipulation. Greg, are you talking about yourself, bro? I think so. Hmm. And I don't mean bro like brother in the Lord. No. Because <laughs> you're not. You want to know so many men in the business world sleep around on their wives? Because they've learned when they're out on a business trip to manipulate women using certain tactics and intimidation factors so that they can get what they want. The end result is domination. And anybody who's ever lived in the world five minutes understands that principle. Did this man have the audacity to say that? Like, did I just hear that? <laughs> sleeping men sleeping around on their wives, and he could say that with a straight face. <laughs> it, <laughs> speechless, man, speechless. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And in, in case you, you're not aware, the new cult following that he has, of course, because remember he never had this big tent. It was just a small little chapel. If you ask anyone of his new cult followers, highly recommend that you do it. It's so entertaining. Um, they get the story like this. I have been divorced for a really long time. And my wife is tired. And wow, it's a sin, but I was forgiven of that. Just kidding. He never uses the word sin. So, um, yeah, that's the story is he's been divorced for a really long time. One person said his wife 
died. So he's not really forthcoming. And hence the reason I did that whole series, because people have seemed to have forgotten what he did a little short four years ago. Short term. And, you know, you know, listen, and if he was genuine, a genuine believer, OK, and he asked for forgiveness, of course, God will forgive him of that sin. But he's not he's not a genuine believer. And, you know, you know, you go back to David and Bathsheba, you know, the, you know they committed adultery. They had a child, you know, together out of wedlock. And the Lord, you know, yes, punished them by taking their first son, but then blessed them after they repented with Solomon. So God is very forgiven, forgiving. But this guy is not even in the family of God. Amen. I'm just going to pause there because you're right. You just summed it up. He is not. He's not a brother. And you've just probably ticked off a lot of people. So oh, well. I don't know. I don't know how some Christians like me, you, and Addie, and Jen, and Deb, and Sam, and Lewis, how we can all see something one way. Well, it's then... because we're the legalistic religious type that believe in that ancient book. There's that voice. I'm telling you, it's like the the commentator, the narrator, the ancient <laughs> book called the Bible. The, the Bible. We need new revelation. Sorry. Ooh. Sorry. I like that. Okay. We do need, we need, we need Greg Locke because clearly he has divine deliverance and he knows too much to me about witchcraft. But um, let, let's continue. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we'll stay here a little bit and then I'm going to fast forward yet again. And there's a lot of ways that people manipulate. But for a man, many times in a marriage, he wants to get through deno to denomination. Yeah, that too. Through, de you know, dominating her. And he doesn't necessarily use manipulation. Do you notice there? I'm going to rewind that so people understand. There's a reason he was stuttering there. <laughs> and I, I firmly believe that was God putting the stutter in him because he's trying to call out something that he is and the evil inside him I can't expose it okay sorry a man many times in a marriage he wants to get through to denomination yeah that too through de, you know dominating her and he doesn't necessarily use and he doesn't stutter like that's what i'm saying as you said before right. he's clear consistent concise all of a sudden right there he his tongue which i really wish that god would just mute him just <laughs> Manipulation. He may. He'll use intimidation. He'll raise his voice. Wait, 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 you do what I say, woman. Wait, does he not realize he's describing himself to a T? Exactly. He's raising his, this guy, raising, he does not talk in a low volume at all or mm -hmm. calm. This guy is like, again, a cartoon character on speed. He, he's just, and very arrogant, which is a really bad mix. You know, the, the sin of Satan was pride. Pride mm -hmm. goeth before destruction and a haughty heart before the, before the fall. This guy is definitely not humble at all, at all. There's no, you can't look at him and say, mm, yeah, I see the joy of the Lord. Oh, yeah, I see the Holy Spirit. I see, wow, yeah, I see the fruits of the Spirit in this guy. Mm -hmm. You can't see none of that, none of that. But what I do see 
is when what the Bible says, you are of your father, the devil, and the things that he does, you do. Mm, amen. That's what I see in him, yeah. you know? One thing, too, that, uh, and the reason I'm playing this part is one thing that I noticed with him is, I'm going to rewind it again, but I want you guys to please just notice his reaction. And I guarantee you, for anyone who has met Melissa, talked to Melissa, when he probably raved, this is probably what he treated her like in the moments of rage. And I will put stuff up on the screen while he's saying this, just to reflect again on who this man is and how he talked to her. But I'm going to rewind it 10 seconds and notice his demeanor change. I guarantee you that fearful woman married to this man for over 20 years was succumbed by his narcissistic, dominant ways. doesn't necessarily use manipulation. He may. He'll use intimidation. He'll raise his voice. He'll flex his, you do what I say, woman. Hmm? Getting quiet up in the house. I don't want to see any of this. Uh-uh. It's in here. You'll throw a dish. I'm in charge of this house, you hear me? I pay the bills, you can get out. Intimidation. Talk down to her like a dog. Why? Because ultimately, it forces her into submission. But guess what you missed out on? If you would be a biblical husband, you would never have to force her into submission because your love for her would attract her submission automatically because women are responsive. And if you love your wife as Christ loved the church, she will reverence you and love you and respect you even when you don't deserve it. You are an idiot. <laughs> so can you speak upon that if you don't mind knowing that you know his story of Melissa and the intimidation? Because that is just, it pains me to hear him say that because I feel like well, he, it's night and day here. Well, uh, what it sounded like he was reading from a uh, from his own life story. He was very detailed in certain things, throwing this and doing this and yelling down and talking down. It's like he was speaking from experience. Okay, that's what it sounded like. And um, the Bible says a pastor shouldn't be a writer. You know, shouldn't be violent. Right, the husband of one wife. Okay, and this guy fails all the check boxes. He just, he fails uh, uh, for being a pastor. He, he's disqualified. Matter of fact, um, he's not even saved. And I say that without apology. And, you know, people, are, how can you say that? It's real easy. You know, just what does the Bible say? You know, you will know them by their fruits. Speaking of false teachers, false prophets, uh, you know, past false uh, pastors, that's who that's talking about. You will know them by their fruits or actions. Basically, I can look at Kenneth Copeland and say, yeah, this guy's demon-possessed. He's, he's not a brother. I can look at Greg Locke and say the same thing. This guy is not a brother. There's no way we're, we're, he's my brother. We do not serve the same Lord. The, the Lord I serve is very forgiving. And thank God for it. You know, this guy wants to put chains of, of uh, you know, laws on you that the Bible doesn't even put on you. You know, don't watch this. Don't do this. Don't do, you know, if you, if you speak out against me, you're a witch. What, what, wait, what? You know, you'll never find this in the Word of God. So this guy is, and I, I'll say this without apology, he's a cult leader. He's like a Jim Jones 2.0. And uh, those who don't know who Jim Jones is, uh, just go ahead and type that in and Guyana and, 
you know, the Jim Jones tragedy, and you'll see what happened there. You know, a lot of people, that's where we get the term, don't drink the Kool-Aid from, came from that, that, that incident. And this guy is no different. And by the way, Jim Jones was also a charismatic teacher, just like Greg Locke, just saying. Hey, man, <clears throat> we'll play this just for a couple of more seconds, and then I'm going to forward. And so we've raised a generation of people that manipulate and intimidate for the purpose of being able to dominate. They want to control the outcome of somebody else's lives. Children, listen, we all got them. And we've all got some handfuls sometimes. Children learn very early on. All I got to do to get my way or keep getting my way is pitch an absolute rebellious fit. But here's the problem. 1 Samuel 15, 23. Rebellion is as, say is as, the sin of witchcraft. It means it has. Wait a minute. <laughs> I wanted to let that play because I know that's why you were going to interrupt. Wait a so. minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's the, that's the uh, verse that you and I spoke of before we started recording. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Now, this is this is like talking about himself here. This is Greg talking about Greg. Okay? He is in total rebellion against the word of God, which means he's up there saying he's a pastor when the Bible disqualifies him from being such. He's not even in the family of God. So, when he's talking about rebellion, and this is what I talk, told you earlier that that Satan misquotes the scripture. He'll take a legitimate passage and then twist it to, for his benefit. That's exactly what he's doing right now. He's the one that's in rebellion. He's the one that's a witch. Okay? He's he's the one with the Jezebel that he's married to now. He's the one. All right, he's guilty of everything he's accusing everybody else of of being. And uh it's just it's just tragic that many people still are clapping and cheering and 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 falling in line because Listen, you follow a wolf, you're going to get a wolf's reward. That's just the bottom line. I mean, uh, if you know the truth, if you have a Bible, nobody today could say, oh, I, I don't have the word of God. There's Bibles on your devices. There's apps. There's uh, paper Bibles. There's, you can find a Bible anywhere. Pick it up. Start testing out what this joker is saying against the word of God. And just remember this. God is perfect. God is never wrong. So his word is never wrong. This guy is not perfect. This guy is a fallen person, just like the rest of us. Okay. And what makes him more dangerous is that he thinks he's a Christian and he thinks he's above everybody else. And that, that, that right there is a dangerous combination. So test out what Greg is saying, test out what Kim and I are saying, okay, by the word of God and let God be the judge between us. Okay. You'll see if you let the word speak for itself that this guy is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Amen. So he's not using that scripture, right? Absolutely not. So kids who are rebellious, they, they, they are you sure they're not in witchcraft? They're kids. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it's divination. Maybe, it's divination, isn't it? It's called a fallen world, thanks oh. to Adam and Eve. So they don't need to be delivered, or they do need to be delivered. It's funny because if a child dies, they go automatically to heaven. You know, because really? their their angels are always before the Lord. I don't know if that's real, though. According to him, they have witchcraft. So are you sure? Well, well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, a five-year-old, I mean, according to a Calvinist, we know that they're going to hell. But well, I mean, well, 
Let's see what Jesus said. Jesus says, suffer the little children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of God. Now, I'm going to believe what Jesus says, what Greg Locke says. uh, Jesus says that all children are inheritors of the kingdom of God. Why? Because they're below the age of accountability. They don't have any understanding of what sin is. They are just being innocent in in their lives. They have no clue. They develop that as they get older, okay? And, uh, you know, uh, Lewis and I had a teaching on this, uh, but it's speaking of the age of accountability. Notice that in the garden, when Adam and Eve sinned, they noticed their own nakedness, right? Shame came, right? Now, if you look at a child when they're young, you can have a boy and a girl butt naked, and they could run outside playing butt naked with no shame. Mm. They have no idea of sin. But yeah. let, let them grow up to like, you know, teenage status. They're going to start covering up. They're going to start, oh, no, I can't go out like that. Because now they're starting to have an understanding of what sin is and shame is. I think God gave that as an indicator mm-hmm. of where they are. But little toddlers and kids, they don't, they don't care. You run outside mm-hmm. naked if you let them, you know, everything That's is innocent so to them. Mm-hmm. So why would God send them to hell? They don't have any understanding. I love your analogies when you use them because they make one think. Now, unless you're a teenager like I was, who would streak and toilet paper a house at the same well, time, then you, got you know, <laughs> I must have had witchcraft then too. Yeah, right. Well, I feel like I just needed deliverance. <laughs> Said no real Christian. Yeah, yeah, ever. never, never, ever. As the same results and the same judgments. Okay, I'm gonna. Um, so we're good there. We got him. Yeah. Exposing himself, so uh, yeah, because my battery's about. Let's see where I'm at right now. No, I, I'm at sixty three percent. I'm good. All right, I gotta get. I know where. It, Look, it's a whole lot easier for you to move your membership than it is for me and my family to move houses. Right? Money don't mani- m- money. You can't manipulate me with money because I purposely pay every man in our church more than I bring home every week. He's lying, and I know that for a fact, because there were people who were part of his security team. So let me go back. Hold on. Money don't money. You can't manipulate me with money. Because I purposely pay every man in our church more than I bring home every week. Okay. He did say that. I just want to make sure I heard him right. But no, Greg, you don't. You don't pay everyone on your security team. Nor do you pay people in your deliverance ministry to Todd Bentley people and kick them in their face. Oh, oh I shouldn't have said that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, one correction. It's uh, kicking old ladies in the face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be straight up deliverance right there. You toot your own horn, be our lake instead of a man that never toots his own horn, will forever have a horn that remaineth in the state of untootedness. Toot, toot. I'm just telling you, you ain't going to manipulate me with money. You ain't going to intimidate me, right? We got all kind of fire going on at this church. I mean, something all the time. Well, brother, like you talk like that, we'll kick you out. I'm like, is that a threat or a promise, <laughs> right? We got some crazy people around here. Hate Greg Locke, hate my family, hate you because of your association and proximity to this place. So it ain't going to intimidate me one bit. We're part of that group. Yep. Witches. But if you're not careful, you will not even be good spiritual people have been so bewitched. 
Acts chapter 16, spirit of divination. These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us the way of salvation. Was she wicked, low down, drunk, sorry? No, she wasn't a prostitute. She was telling the truth, but it was under the wrong influence. Python. Exactly, Greg. Exactly. You have a demonically possessed woman telling the truth about Paul, okay? That Paul had to turn around and rebuke her and say, Satan, get out of her. All right? That's just like you, right? Telling the truth at times for what? For an ultimate deception, okay? Satan is not stupid, okay? He knows that a complete lie won't fool anybody. You got to sprinkle a little bit of truth here and there for it to be believable on some level, right? If you you can't say, um, you know, uh, John F. Kennedy was shot with a bow and arrow 10 years ago. Why? Because there's too many witnesses that saw when he did get shot and how he got shot and where he got shot that, that are still alive today. That'll be like, nah, that's, that's false, man. You, Greg Locke, are false. It's just that simple. You you use scripture out of context, just like I thought you would do. And now you're, you're, you're just trying to confuse people. And, you know, Kim said that uh, earlier that, you know, yeah, I'm a little confused. Well, God is not the author of confusion. So if you're listening to someone that confuses you, guess what? That's not God. That's the adversary trying to confuse you. Amen. And just so you know, I, again, you may be aware or not, and I don't want to be repetitive, but um, Greg says that that girl in Acts chapter 16, the one who had the Pythonian spirit, um, and that is true. That is what that word in that particular yeah. passage, if you read it, and sh- but they just butcher it. Um, but he says that she was a Christian. She was a Christian. So she was a fortune-telling Christian, and that's the twisting of God. Well, here's the thing. If she was a Christian, that means the Holy Spirit and Satan were in that same body together. Because Paul cast out a demon out of her. The devil himself, actually, mm-hmm. out of her. It wasn't even a lesser demon. It was Satan himself that was trying to hinder Paul. Correct. You know, by and basically associating her occultness with true Christianity. Therefore, when you're looking at this occult woman promote Christianity, you're looking at, oh, Christianity is just like the, the witchcraft. There's no difference. All right, I'm, I'm on board with this. It's deception. Exactly. It's deception. And you know what I come, I uh, I think about when, at least me personally, because I do a, a lot more of the new age and the spirituality on this podcast, um, one thing that I noticed from Acts chapter 16 is we live in a culture today where we're not a Paul, right? right? Because we let that girl walk beside us and not call her out. And there's so many of her in the church, yes, who have a spirit of divination, the Pythonian spirit. And yet I want to be a Paul. I want to rebuke that. And again, truth in love, but we're, we're, we're we're no longer Paul's. We're just letting them follow us and not say anything. Amen. Spirit, spirit of divination is what she was involved in. And so often people, even in the church world, this is how it starts. Starts about like this. Somebody says, hey, uh, we need to pray about something. Oh, yeah? What do need to pray about? Well, this is what I heard. He Your manipulation already started because ultimately, here's your main goal. Make them think about them what I think about them. Isn't that what you're doing? That's your ultimate goal. That would be Greg like Locke psychology yeah. right there. I'm yeah. going to forward because I am 
kind of running out of steam with this guy. So, so far we are 48 minutes into this message. Have you heard anything biblical? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Only a couple scriptures taken out of context. No encouragement. No, everybody's a witch and, and going to hell if they don't follow Greg Locke. Okay, and we shouldn't watch The Exorcist or Paul Exorcist or, you know, because those movies, man, I, listen, man, demons jump out the television screen and hit people over the head with, you know, rolling pins and then possess their bodies and they make do. them watch Greg Locke all day long. And that's that's horrifying. It is. So I, I need to ask a question, though, brother. So I sometimes at night, um, not I mean, don't I sound much better? Thank you, Jesus. First of all, let's just say that I'm back to me. <laughs> but I had the 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 Fauci just wouldn't come out of the chest. <laughs> so anyway, I would take a leave PM at night when I had my headaches, whatever. But honestly, I do take Ollie, which is a uh, sleep time, right. um, and I really don't need it, but I take it because it's hard for me to stay asleep. Right. But what happens is melatonin happens to make one dream. Yeah. a lot so my i have very vivid dreams so i don't know that i always feel like i need deliverance after listening to him on everything so do i need to be delivered from ollie do i need to stop taking the little purple gummies <laughs> well i you know i know that after i eat a meal uh about a half hour hour later i'm gonna need some deliverance too <laughs> so, so uh you know i think we all need deliverance every day I do, I do. I um but I need deliverance from this message. So we're gonna scroll it down, guys, and he looks Praise like God. a demon right there on that pause. It's like coming out of him. Okay. Hold on. He's so look at it. Does that he doesn't even look like a loving pastor? No, not at right? all. Not he at does all. Not. Okay. No. So let me Look how angry he looks right there, Chris. He's angry. He's angry at you right now, Chris. Don't you call me a false teacher. I know, I know. I, I know. wish you would, Greg, contact me again. Because you're a coward and we can never debate because I would win. <laughs> but then again, I really, the Bible says don't debate a fool. So, you know, I'm glad you That's right. contacted me again. If things don't change in the next couple of days, this is going to be an expensive month because I'm going to write about five severance packages. He's firing more people. I ain't having division in witchcraft on this team. Help me, Holy Ghost, while I preach. I ain't having it. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh my gosh, we just got started. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Jeremiah Jeremiah forty eight ten says, "Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully, and cursed be he that keepeth back his sword from blood." Okay, cursed is the person that does the work of the Lord deceitfully. He's talking about curses, and remember, only God can give curses, and God gives a curse. Anyone doing the work of the Lord deceitfully, that's mm. him. That's him. So he's talking about breaking curses. My man, your curse is still over your head. Y- you know, you, <laughs> what, what are you talking about, man? Look, read the Bible for yourself and apply it to yourself when you see these difficult scriptures. Because a lot of times we, we like to focus on the, the you know, the, the wonderful promises of God, which is we should do. We should do. But we tend to gloss over the, the corrective scriptures that make you look inward and see your own flaws. That's what this guy is failing to do. He doesn't want to see it. He doesn't want to see the verse that talks about uh, uh, being faithful to your wife because he cheated on his wife, right? But this this Jezebel woman. So he doesn't want to read that verse because it's going to con- convict him. He's going to try to mm-hmm. justify things to make himself look good. But, you know, again, cursed be he that does the work of the Lord deceitfully. And what's the other one? 
Isaiah, I believe it's Isaiah 820. It talks about uh, uh, people who, um, if they speak not according to this word, it's because there's no light in them. That That's him too. He's not he's not speaking according to the word of God. He's speaking according to the word of Greg Locke. Yeah. And there's no light in them. That's Isaiah 820. It's just very plain. God is very plain in his communicate. He he knows how to communicate. There's no confusion with God. He says what he means and means what he says. He's not a fast talker like Greg. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's not a, a complicated God. He's a God that says, "Listen. Yeah." You guys are sinners. That's the whole point of salvation. That's why I'm sending my son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. I understand you're sinners. You don't got to renounce X, Y, and Z. Just accept my my son. And he'll do He'll do the hard part. You just got to acknowledge you're a sinner and believe he's the only savior. And he does the rest. He takes our sin upon himself and he gives us his righteousness. It's just that, that simple. But this guys like him want to complicate it. And you got to jump through hoops. To get God's favor, you got to stop doing X, Y, Z, repent from your sins, which is not what repent means. Okay, it just means a change of mind, right? Kim repented, I repented. Today we got saved. Amen. We changed our mind about who we were, sinners, and who Jesus is, the only Savior, the God-man, the only one that could pay for our sins. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what repentance means. And it's included in believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. It's not a separate work. You don't have to repent first and then get saved. It's all the same package. When you believe, that's evidence of your repentance already. So don't listen to Greg Locke. Please don't. I'm sick of it. I know every bit of it. I I have had 15 meetings in the last week of people coming to me about division amongst the leadership. Are you kidding me? If we can. So. That this has always confused me because this is nothing new with global vision. It, again, the congregants are an example of, and I'm not even going to call him a shepherd of the cult leader. So cult mentality again. Even when I was a congregant of a member of global vision, same thing happened then. It's just in a different realm now. So they're labeling it something different. But their prayer meetings would be gossip sessions. They're going right. to Greg to everything. So that's what I'm saying. You, He's breeding. Do you agree with that? He's breeding yeah, these people. Absolutely. I mean, he's no different than the the popes and the priests that uh, wanted the confessional to be a source of information. Like, that's what the confession was. Mm-hmm. They, they, would get, they would get intel from people by their confessions. And they will, you know, go back and, and tell the authorities, tell the pope, papal authorities, and so forth and so on in order to control the population. Mm-hmm. You know, that confession, look, confession is supposed to be between you and the Lord. You and the Lord. And if you want, you could also confess your faults one to another as believers. Mm-hmm. If you could confide in someone and they could pray for you and you pray for them, that's that's cool. But you don't have to go, you know, to the Pope or the priest or Greg Locke and mm-hmm. uh, publicly announce what you need. No, no, that's between you and the Lord, man. You know, then just let the Lord handle that. You go into your secret place and you pray to the Lord and he'll forgive you. Amen. And again, the church is so divided. To me, that's a huge red flag. If you have this much division in your church, Greg, what kind of deliverance? Oh, that's right. You have division because you don't actually bring forth the word of God. And by the way, he has to rule well his own household, which he has failed to do. Totally failed. And I won't bring those kids into this, but no. 
No. Them kids, especially the oldest one who's adopted. He is brainwashed by this man right here. Brainwashed. Wow. I get deliverance. How the word the rest of them going to get it? I ain't got a hypocritical bone in my body. Am I always right? No. Do I make bad decisions? Yes. He's not a hypocrite. I can't. If I, if I stop every five seconds, there's no way. I can just keep it on. <laughs> I can't do I'm it. Gonna tell you something about leadership. God will bless a bad decision by me more than a good decision by you because he called me to be the shepherd, not you. Daniel, son, I can see it on your face. Mm, Lord, give me the words. So, so again, Greg is tooting his own horn, huh? He is God's favorite son. You know, he is God's man on earth. You know, he'll do something through Greg, you know, even if it's bad. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you knew that. Were you? Hello. Oh my goodness! Did he Greg really? Locke is the chosen? Did I mean? Does he? He he believes this, doesn't he? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you you spent time in this congregation. Mm-hmm. This guy is literally out of his rocker. He mm-hmm. he believes what he just said. Mm-hmm. So that means he's greater than Paul, greater than Peter, greater than everybody in the Bible that was a prophet. He is the greatest of all time. Yeah, he's the goat. Well, hey, he is a goat. He's going to be on the left-hand side of Jesus. Sheep and goat judgments. He, he's a goat. Absolutely. He, that's why I said he's a goat. Not the greatest of all time. No, great. Tragic. That's just the way the thing rolls in the Bible. And I, I, I'm, I'm tired of it. Ain't no more. None of these behind-the-scenes crap. You come to me, or you're fired. You can tell he does have that same cursing spirit. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. a spirit, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Because again, now I, I, I'm pretty real and organic on this podcast. I've said the word pissed off before. Yeah. I have also, I say sucks, which every time I do that, I believe it's Addie. Maybe it was Jenny that kind of big eyed. Um, <laughs> but normally, no, if I was a pastor, I wouldn't say the word damn. I know it's in the Bible. So is the word ass, but I wouldn't right. say that either. But when he speaks like crap, you can tell that he wants to say the actual word. Yeah. But then he's like, oh, no, I'm on the stage. I'm performing. Because clearly he does call that a stage, too, which yeah. I don't think it is. He's a performer. He is. And the name for the happen? Greek name for an actor is what? Hypocrite. Oh, no. Is it really? Oh, yeah. I didn't... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Pretend, totally a pretender. Yeah. You're pretending. Oh, yeah. Am I making myself clear? No. I'm tired of it. So are we. Now I'm going to go one step further and I'm going to show you a few things that I'm tired of. Everybody okay? Because I'm tired of this in the church. Because our staff started this. And it should have never went anywhere. I'll tell you something. <sighs> It, it should have stayed with a handful of people, and now the whole church lit up about it. So why not address it? I ain't got nothing to hide with you folks. 
You'll hear this is entertaining. And then we're going to close it on this. This only thing I got, I ain't going nowhere else. I'm burying my heart in this tent. I'm going to die here. I ain't got nothing else. From your words to God's ears. If I hear Notice one more time, one more drama, one more word of gossip about Greg and Lisa, Lisa Borchers, if I hear one more. So to give you context, that's his current security. And when Gina and Brian were expelled from the church, Greg did not contact them. He used Greg to do it. And hopefully when Gina and Brian come here, they may be on the podcast to discuss this and nothing else. Um, but that is who he's referring to. So there's a lot of people who have left the church because, and I believe firmly that those are the people kind of like the ones who never came back the last time when they left. Those are the people who I truly believe are like, mm, something's wrong here in my spirit, right? It might take a while, took me a while to leave because right. he is very intoxicating. And also, even though he's like him, but he's a good looking dude too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I was very taken back when I first met him. I was like, oh, Lord. God, That's how Satan you. operates. Correct. So everything about Greg is very intoxicating as far as drawing you in. But it took me a while to leave the church because of who I was driving hours on end to go see, um, talking with and messaging and on the phone. But anyway, so that's who he's referring to is don't mess with his security, Chris. You can't talk about Chris. I mean, uh, Greg Borchard. You can't talk about him. Mm-mm, mm-mm, that's, that's, that's Paul. And he's whoever he is. You hear me? You hear me? One more. One more. Oh, I know he's got a demonstrative personality. That's why I hired him. That's why he travels with me all over America. Keeps my butt safe. And so do Brian. Yes, sometimes he can be a little mm, forceful. You let me handle that. And you don't. But I'll tell you something. There was a little skiffle a while back, a couple months ago. And, and, and we, we did a real good investigation, right? I went to Greg and I'm like, hey, bro. And I. All right. I, maybe I missed it in the word of God. I. I you know, I could have been just reading fast and I didn't see it, but did Jesus or the apostles and any of the disciples, did they have bodyguards? Um, Jesus I mean, had 70 people that followed him. I don't know. Yeah. And most of them they, ran away when the Roman But they weren't bodyguards? Though? I thought, Pe- listen, according to the chosen, Peter is a bodyguard. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. We'll go with yeah. that. I mean, the chosen, you know, is 100%. Oh, I don't get that rabbit trail started. Okay. (laughs) So he's going to Babylon. I wanted to play that because, again, we're 54 minutes in, which we didn't have the whole message. And this is how it is week after week after week, him either calling out someone or exposing witchcraft. Right. Okay. So we're going to – I know I said I was going to end it there. Just kidding. I'm lying. Okay. So hold on. Is that when he went on his knees? Yes. Okay. That's like he's breakdancing. He was. He's doing the boogie. He's doing the boogeyman dance. And I didn't have to crawl up on your front porch and say, Oh, great, mighty, majestic one. Would you please tell me who I'm supposed to hire? No. No. We work for God. No, you don't. And we serve in this church. So I'm serve yourself. I'm done with it. 
There is only one person in this church that I would ever be bothered by if they left, and that's my wife. But she did leave. You kicked her out. (laughs) Exactly. Glad you caught that one. Yeah. I'm not fighting you anymore. So I ain't going to sing louder when the Jews are going by. Come out in the name of Jesus. God deliver you from that. Okay, I'm going to rewind this, and then I promise we're done, because that's the part with the whole thing. Because here's what we're doing. We're turning people away that need deliverance, and you telling people, come out in the name of Jesus. God deliver you from that, and they're thinking to themselves, why ain't God delivered you from that? I'm just being real with you tonight. I'm done with it. I ain't messing with witchcraft no more. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. None. And I've seen too much of it in the world. And I've seen way too much of it in the church. We either going to love each other, or we're going to shut this thing down and sell it to Barlow and Bailey Circus. It's already a circus. I ain't a babysitter. I'm a pastor. No, you're a hypocrite. I don't even like being a boss. I'm not a, a boss. I'm a pastor. I'm a shepherd. That's, That's what right. I do. You use okay? furniture to fire people. So I'm telling you, I ain't messing with this witchcraft around here. It's messing with you. Manipulate. Intimidate. So they can dominate. Go try that somewhere. Why don't you open your Bible? Open your Bible. Pastors will let you get away with it. It'll be great. You can go hex them. You can go vex them. You can go, you know, you you can go play a Ouija board and read a Bible at the same time. I don't care. But you ain't doing it around here. Everybody cool? So I ain't going to sing louder when the Jews are going by. I'm going to jump out in front of the train and say, stop in the name of Jesus. You let them people off that train right now. You hear me? Let them off that train. Right. Greg is going to single-handedly stop the entire Holocaust. I don't know if you were aware of that. You didn't know? No, I didn't know. He's greater than Paul now. Come on, Chris. You're right. You're right. He was prophesied in the Bible. Um, I have numerous prophecies concerning him. Um, Mm -hmm. One 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 such prophecy concerning uh, Greg Locke. I mean, he's mentioned in this prophecy, uh, Matthew chapter seven, uh, verse fifteen. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravening wolves. See, right there is Greg Locke. I mean, he he is in the Bible. To be honest, you know. So, Amen. I like that. Um, let me go right here to love you, not to intimidate you. I'm not trying to coerce people online. If anything, I run more people off through the way that I preach rather than trying to manipulate them and draw them in. Because at the end of the day, I am so averse to a spirit of witchcraft, I don't care what people think about me. Give me a break. That's a bunch of malarkey. I don't get invited back to Thanksgiving meals sometimes. Don't care. But you do care. That's why you keep mentioning it. And influence people that way. I'm looking to win God's favor and influence people for the kingdom. Stop, 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 stop. Okay. He's looking to win God's favor. That's a big red neon light in the sky saying, uh-uh, this guy is not saved. He's all about works. He's trying to win God's favor. Where the Bible says, once you're in Christ, you, you automatically have the favor of God. Matter of fact, you are joint heirs with Christ and will inherit heaven and earth. The new heavens and the new earth. You're, you're going to inherit everything as a child of God. Jesus goes so far in the book of Revelation and says, he who overcomes, and all those are, all the overcomers are those in Christ who overcame the world, will be sitting next to him in his throne. 
just like he sat next to the Father in his throne. So Jesus is basically saying, um, you're going to be sitting next to the Trinity. There's thrones around the Trinity. Angels don't sit next to the Trinity. Only redeemed people, his children do. So uh, you don't have to win God's favor. You just need Christ to forgive you. That's what you need. This guy is so far off of biblical truth. It's tragic to see a lot of these people just clapping and cheering, man. I'm I'm really worried for a lot of these folks. <clears throat> Very. So I want to play through his prayer and then we'll close, but I'm going to close by asking you something. So Okay. Hopefully it's not too much longer in his prayer. I think I might have gotten it right where it needed to be. So whatever's hidden is always going to be brought to light. It's just the way it is. And I've got 27 things written down that we're not going to talk about. So we're just going to pray, right? I'm just, I'm just we just, if we can't be a deliverance church that talks about witchcraft unless we're going to deal with witchcraft, but it's not the form of witchcraft that we normally hear. Okay. Okay. We all know that's crazy. I know Scooby-Doo monsters up in here. We all know we're not talking about, we're not talking about the Satanism and ritual abuse and killing rabbits and shape-shifting. No, 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 no. We're talking about the reason your marriage is a mess is because one of you is a manipulator and one of you is an intimidator because both of you are trying to be a dominator. You know, again, I know I wasn't going to pause this, but one thing I think, and again, I could be speaking wrong and maybe because I really hope that he gets saved. I don't want him to go to hell, but he always seems to talk about things that I think something inside of him knows like i, I don't know i'm always confused he's, he's, by that. he's guilty he's guilty correct that's, what he, that's why he's saying what he's saying mm-hmm. he keeps going back to marriage mm-hmm. and i wonder why yeah you know yeah so i but i'm confused is he like does he know what he did was wrong because then when you hear him it doesn't sound like he thinks what he, he's he does doing is wrong. he does the one thing that people can't control there's a few things we can't control but one of the major things uh is your conscience Conscience means with knowledge. So when you do right or wrong, it's with knowledge on your inner man, in your soul. This is something you can't turn off. This is why if you look at, you know, uh, the sex industry, you know, strip clubs or whatever, you see a lot of these people that are taking drugs. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they know it's wrong. They're trying to dull their conscience. They can't turn it off. That's yeah. something that's out of your control. You know it's wrong. When mm-hmm. a bank robber goes into the, the, uh, the bank, he covers his face with a mask. Why? Because he knows it's wrong. So you don't need a psychologist saying, well, he had a troubled childhood and he didn't know right from wrong. No, no. Everyone knows right from wrong. That's something that you can't turn on and off. Greg knows what he is doing currently is wrong. And what he did to his wife is wrong. That's why he keeps mentioning it. His conscience, he can't turn it off. He really can't. Amen. I like that. Mm -hmm. Prayer is weird. And I just love you enough to shepherd you and tell you that, okay? Lord, I pray tonight that you'd bless what's been said. Lord, bless in-house, bless online. And Lord, we... I, I, just don't, I, I just don't know how people can miss what you're doing here. It's so unbelievable. We got people moving from all over the world. Just talked to people two days ago from Australia. Pack it up, moving here. Not for Greg Locke. They sure ain't coming for a tent with cedar chips on the floor. They're coming because the glory's here. How about new? And if somebody misses the glory being here, that's only not you, not me, not anybody else. 
So, Lord, help us to do some introspection tonight. Help us to do some real solid soul searching tonight. Because I have watched people that I absolutely love, just like the young man I mentioned at the beginning of the message, get nefariously yet simplistically pulled away because of divination and domination. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. So I know we've had to be raw about some stuff tonight. And Lord, I ask publicly right in front of my friends, right in front of everybody, in here and online, if there's anything in my heart that displeases you, show me tonight. Convict me so much I won't even be able to sleep 10 minutes. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Show me, Lord. I ain't perfect. Good grief, I got a long way to go. If I got any witchcraft in my life, if I got any control, if I got any evil, if there's any rebellion in me, if there's any, anything at all in me, Lord, that would be displeasing to you, that would grieve your spirit, that would harm my relational connection to others for the kingdom, Lord, if there's anything in me, don't even let me eat and enjoy it until I deal with it. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Know my thoughts. Try me and see if there be any wicked way in me. I put myself up to the test tonight. Try me and see if there be any wicked way in me, Lord. Please show me. Reveal it to me. And then give me humility to repent of it and turn from it if you do. But if you do. But if you do. But if you do. But if you do. So, Lord, we can walk out having taken this message as a battering ram, or we can take it as a building block. Who are you talking to? What the... Does this have to do with anything? Tell me what's happening! And I pray we take it as a building block and we just move on. But we thank you that there's still such power in the name of Jesus. That every form of evil... In this diabolical kingdom of the devils is under the foot of the Lord Jesus, under the power of the blood, through the authority of the name of Jesus. And we thank you that we get to be a part of two kingdoms colliding together and the kingdom of Christ openly showing up the kingdom of the devil every single day. What a blessing. I love you. I love these people. I love everyone online. And I pray that you would help me and everyone who hears and sees this to grow in a deeper, passionate, loving connection with you, Holy Spirit. Reveal yourself to us in such a way that we are forever more changed. In Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, all right. You, you want to go first? <laughs> yes. So you're going to close it here so what you thought of that prayer and again in case anyone's confused is he praying to jesus is like that sounds so like he's praying to the lord and then at the end of this i want you to give greg a star rating five being the best okay um number one that was like the strangest prayer i've ever heard he's talking to the lord like some guy at the bar you know there was no reverence to who God is. There was no awe. There was no fear of the Lord. Like who? 
what? You, you know, just listen, I'm a child of God and so are you, but we, even as children, we wouldn't come to him like so nonchalantly mm-hmm. and talk like, you know, and it looks like the prayer wasn't even uh, for or, or directed to God, but rather directed to the people so they can see how uh, righteous he is by his, uh, his prayer. Like he was trying to pray to show how great he is in front of his uh, audience. That's what it looked like to me, mm. you know? Um <laughs> Look, Greg is dangerous, man. And and the reason he's dangerous is like what you said, Kim, handsome, charismatic, uh, you know, all t- a fast talker. You know, he's good at confusing people. He uses a uh, scripture out of context. Um, these are all things. And if you're if you're biblically illiterate or if you're a new Christian, you could fall into a lot of pitfalls with this guy. And I, there's no doubt there's legitimate Christians in that crowd. I th- there's no doubt there's there's people that believe the the real gospel and they're saved. But if that's you, please please up and depart from this guy. As for that star rating, uh, this guy gets a a, a minus ten. All right, if there's such a minus a hundred and ten, this guy is okay. Satan is up there. This guy is like right there. <laughs> Right under Judas, okay? Mm. This guy right there, mm. okay? This guy is what bad. Happened to him. No, he went to his own place in hell, you know? And mm. it's only going to get worse, uh, you know, um, for them. And, and look, we don't want Greg Locke to go to hell. I know I don't want to. Kim doesn't want to. But this guy makes me really angry because he's enslaving souls. Mm-hmm. He's enslaving souls. I mean, there's no doubt about it. The way he just treated his wife. And then played it off like, oh, no, it was all her fault. She's cuckoo. You know, it's her fault. She took the kids and left or whatever. Listen, you're a liar. You're a liar. And a true man of God, okay, would have repented and said, hey, you know what? I was wrong. I messed up. I'm the one that committed adultery. Lord Jesus, forgive me. I don't deserve this ministry. I, I, I don't, I'm not qualified to be a pastor. I'm stepping down. That's that's what a, a true man or woman of God would have done. And people would have been like, oh, this guy is a legitimate Christian. But the fact that he doubled down and, and is just promoting himself like some great apostle, all right, with his new wife, yo, that should tell you exactly who his real father is, okay? Because he's full of pride. He's full of the devil. And uh, unfortunately, I, I don't see Greg Locke... Um, seeing that in himself anytime soon. And, and what, what I fear is what a lot of people don't want to talk about in the church because it's very scary. But in Romans, <laughs> uh, Romans chapter one, God speaks about giving people over numerous times. And you don't want that. You don't want to be in that category like Pharaoh. You know, If God reaches out to you once with the gospel, that's one too many times. Mm-hmm. And if you reject it one, two, three, four, five times, there's a point where God says, I'm, st- I'm, gonna, I'm not going to speak to you anymore. I'm stopping. I'm going to give you over to what you want to believe. And Greg Locke, I, I think he's very close to that because he can't see anything wrong with what he's doing. And that, that tells me something. you know. So yeah, Greg Locke does not pass the biblical test at all. Okay, He's a false teacher, false prophet, um, and he, he's a, a, a cheater. Okay, um, and he's unrepentant, and he thinks it's everybody else's fault except for his own. So, yeah. So a definite thumbs down to Greg Locke. Thumbs down, toes down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
definitely okay. stay away from that guy. Yep. And in Romans chapter one, remember it was at the end um, when God gave them over to their yeah. desires. Cause in the beginning they weren't given over right away. It was like, like you just said, Pharaoh, a choice, make the choice, free will, free will, free will. Finally, boom, God's sovereignty kicks in and says, here, I'll take care of all that for you. Like, so Chris is always. It, well, real, real quick. It, it says, mm-hmm. um, okay, let's see. God gives the rebellious over to sin. Yeah, Romans 1, all the way, one starting at verse 18 to 32, mm-hmm. he gives you over. It says here in Romans 1, 24, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Verse 26 says, for this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women to change the natural use unto that which is against nature. Verse 28 says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are, are not convenient. So that's three times in Romans that God's giving people over. Like, you know, people don't like to hear this side of God, but think about it as human beings. We, we give up on people sometimes that we just we've been reaching for trying to reach for years and they keep just shut, shutting us down. There's a point where you say, you know what? Enough is enough. Do what you want. Mm-hmm. And that's what God does. I mean, you know. Unfortunately, <clears throat> and and the whole wiping of the dust off your feet, you know, I mean, yeah. Jesus wasn't even popular in his hometown. So, yeah. You know, it's it's crazy. Um, so in closing, do you have any scriptures that you would like to read? Anything for our family members? Um, so take a couple of minutes, whatever, and uh, just talk to the heart of people who may be deceived by thinking that this is a representation of biblical Christianity. Well, um, Greg, I don't know if Greg Locke has... Uh... Uh, made made any prophecies? Has he made any prophecies since you've known him? Um, no, but he did have the vision. That's the whole blue flame revival. Uh, so well, that, that, and he did make a prophecy saying that Trump would would win. Okay, yeah, I remember that one. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. So I would <clears throat> go to Jeremiah chapter 23, uh, verse 16, and it says this: "Thus saith the Lord of hosts." Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. They say still unto them that despise me, the Lord hath said, you shall have peace. And they they say unto everyone that walketh after the imagination of his own heart, no evil shall come upon you. Uh, Verse 21 says, I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. And I'll do one more in that same chapter, uh, verse 34. And as for the prophet and the priest and the people that shall say the burden of the Lord or the word of the Lord, I will even punish that man and his house. I didn't. I I didn't. I didn't write it. Okay, God wrote it. I'm just quoting it, and that's serious business. And uh, you know, I want everybody that maybe they're listening to Greg Locke to take heed to the Word of God. Choose to stay who you're going to follow. Choose. You got to choose. We all have to make a choice. Not to make a choice is to make a choice. You can't say, "Well, I'm not. I'm not choosing God or the devil." Well, you just chose the devil by default. 
<laughs> that's just the way it is, you know? So um, I would urge every single one of you guys just to take your Bible, take everything that Greg Locke teaches, write it down if you want, just to, you know, keep track of it and look in the scriptures to see if those things are true. That's what being a Berean is, Acts 17, right? You got to search the scriptures daily to see if what Greg Locke is teaching is true. Does his life match up to what he's saying, right? Is he really uh, this man of God that everybody thinks he is? Uh, the, the answer is no, he's not. He does not pass the biblical test. And we're not saying, oh, you, you know, uh, Christians need to be perfect and we can't sin. No, they, we're not saying that. But a Christian that sins is repentant. They, they're not boasting. They're, they're ashamed of it. Yes, we're forgiven, and God will continue, continually forgive us. But you gotta, you gotta come humbly before the Lord. You can't just be up there on the podium. You know, I know I cheated on my wife, but I'm a pastor anyway because the Lord has called me. No, the Lord did not. The Lord will never contradict His written word with something outside of it. Amen. So if He says that a person needs to be the husband of one wife and not a rioter and not you know rebellious, all that, in order to be a pastor, why in the world would He give you a revelation that says, "Yeah, you are a pastor. I called you." He, he's contradicting His very own word, and that's not God. Okay, that's not God, but I do know who that is. He's called the adversary. So, mm. um, unfortunately, uh, Greg Locke is um, following his father, the devil, and that's that's where I leave that. Amen. So, um, since we did not hear the gospel today through this professing shepherd, um, how would one? What is the gospel? You mentioned works a lot through this yeah. podcast and um, adding to it. So, what is the gospel? Okay, so the gospel uh, is understood by understanding the fall, right? So uh, the gospel didn't start in John, okay? It didn't start in you know the New Testament. It actually started in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve fell. The Lord promised a deliverer that would crush the head of the serpent, which is Satan, right? And uh, Satan would bruise his heel. That's at the cross. We've seen that. Uh, but ultimately, the Messiah would crush the uh, serpent's head. And that uh, deliver was promised to our very first parents, Adam and Eve, okay? And it was symbolized by the Lord killing an animal to clothe Adam and Eve, most likely a sheep, right? Or a lamb, the lamb of God is what Jesus is called. So we could assume that biblically, we could assume that. Um, an innocent animal was, was killed in place of Adam and Eve, right? And it's a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. Okay, fast forward. Jesus comes on the scene. He is God eternal. All right. He didn't start in the New Testament. He didn't start. He was eternal from beginning all the way before the beginning. He's God. What started was his body. He had to become a man because it was a man that sinned. A man had to pay for those sins. Couldn't just be God doing it. It had to be a man. So God had this plan already in place. Nothing caught him off guard. And through Mary, the virgin birth, not the Immaculate Conception Catholics, the virgin birth, okay, he had a skin suit made, a body made that he could inhabit and become a man. And this sinless man, okay, who was 100% God, 100% sinless man, took your, your sins, my sins upon himself, the sins of the entire world upon himself for every person that would ever be born. Think about that. Think about that. Okay? Pharaoh's sins, Hitler's sins, all of those sins he took upon himself. And it says in Isaiah 53 that it pleased the father to bruise his own son. Why? Is it because 
the father just likes to see his son suffer? No, because he knew that his son had the bank account to pay for our sins, and therefore he will be able to get a whole family into heaven that would otherwise be lost to hell. That's why it pleased the father to bruise the son. Okay? But the, here's the thing, though. Here's the catch. Free will. You're not automatically saved just because he took your sins on. You have to accept that on your behalf. Free will. Okay? That's the key. There's no automatic salvation. Okay? Either you're going to believe or you're going to accept what Jesus did at the cross for you and he, that he paid for your sins, past, present, and future. Or unfortunately, you will have to pay for those sins yourself. And since you are not eternal like he is eternal, you'll be spending forever in the lake of fire, paying for those sins, never being able to pay it off. That's just the way it is. Jesus is God, 100%. He's the eternal God, so he can pay that fine in a finite amount of time on the cross. He didn't only take your sins. He took the wrath of his own father Okay, you got you, you got to understand this. This is not the physical nailing of the mm-hmm. cross that that did anything. This is something spiritual that none of us could bear. He bore it for you and for me because he loves us. That's what love is. None of us would send our children to die for a bunch of rebels. None of us would. Mm-hmm. But he did that, knowing that people would mock him, spit in his face, curse him, okay, reject him, make fun of him. Knowing that, he still did it. He still went to the cross. All you have to do is believe. I know it sounds simple. It's because Jesus did the hard part. The Philippian jailer asked Paul, what must I do to be saved? Paul didn't say a whole list of things like Greg Locke, renounce this, renounce this, renounce this. No, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Wow. How uncomplicated is that? Right? Like believe on the Lord and you will be saved. And that's what uh, we're extending to you. Believe on the Lord. Admit you're a sinner in your own words. You don't have to, there's no magic prayer. You go to the Lord on your own, okay? The Bible says all that call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Not might, not maybe, will. That's a guarantee because he wants to save you. God doesn't want any to perish. It's only men that make it difficult. Men try to complicate the gospel, but it's simple. And thank God is simple because we mess things up. Hmm. We, call, we mess things up all the time. I lose my car keys. Okay. I don't want to try to maintain a salvation. I'll lose that somewhere. Okay. So I'm I'm so glad that the Lord uh secures my salvation and he 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 maintains it and he does all the hard stuff. All I have to do is believe that he is the mm-hmm. only savior, the eternal God man that took on my sins and the punishment for those sins upon himself on my behalf. And that's all you have to do as well. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Okay, so um, yeah, I, I I hope you guys just steer clear of Greg Locke. Just just watch this video again if you have to, but steer clear of him. Okay, and simply believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not like Greg Locke. Greg Locke does not represent our God. Amen. And as always, you bring it in for a perfect landing. So on that note, brother. Hopefully, maybe tonight, but I will see you here, there, or in the air. Thanks for coming on this week. Amen. Amen. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. To find out more information, go to lifeclipspodcast.com. 
Would you like to be a guest on our show? Do you have questions, comments, or concerns? Send an email to questions at lifeclipspodcast.com. Until next time, family, I will see you here, there, or in the air. Titus chapter 2, verse 13, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus.